0: Firm a foundation, ye saints of the Lord, he is laid for your faith in his excellent word. Good morning to my brothers and sisters at Antioch Baptist Church in Yolanda, Kenya. God bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you and give you peace now and forever in Christ Jesus. We continue our look through this letter of Paul's to the church at Rome. Today we find ourselves in chapter 6. We pick up with verse 15 and we go to the end of that chapter, verse 23. What then? Are we to sin because we are not under law but under grace? By no means. I am speaking in human terms because of your natural limitations. For just as you once presented your members as slaves to impurity and to lawlessness, leading to more lawlessness, so now present your members as slaves to righteousness, leading to sanctification." For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Praise God. Heavenly Father, open the eyes and ears of our understanding that we may see, hear, and receive what you have for us, that our hearts be transformed and we would never be the same again. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. Well, it's good to be back with you again this morning in uh, Kenya through this podcast. I thank you for the opportunity to share this time together that, that I might encourage you and you might encourage me, that is, that we would be mutually encouraged in the Lord Jesus Christ. So as we closed our last session before this one, we ended with verse 14, that said, sin will have no dominion over you since you are not under law but under grace. And we know that where sin increases, grace increases all the more. And so that's what leads to this this question, which was a rhetorical question, meaning he, he wasn't asking it as if he was seriously considering this, but he was making a very pointed point that we are not to sin. Uh, so he says, what then? are we to, since we're under grace, are we to sin because we're not under law? And then he answers his own questions, By no means, absolutely not. under no circumstances. And then he again asks a similar question that he's asking for the purpose of making a point, not because there's a question about the answer. He says, do you not know? Don't you clearly understand that if you present yourselves to anyone as obedient slaves, you are slaves to the one whom you obey." whether a slave of sin, which leads to death, or of obedience, which leads to righteousness. So he's saying, who are you going to obey? You've been born again. You're no longer under law. You're under grace. You can't be be, uh, yielded to sin. You're yielded to God. And then he says, thanks be to God that you who were once slaves, that's who you used to be, slaves of sin, He's talking to saved people, not to all people, but to those who have been born again by grace alone, through faith alone, in Jesus Christ alone, and has said that you who have been born again, those who were once slaves, have become obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching to which you were committed. We're committed to Christ. We're not just, we don't just have our, little toe in this thing we're all the way in if we're in christ we have received a new birth the old things have passed away and we've been set free from sin it doesn't mean that you'll never sin but we're set free from the dominion of sin the control of sin we're no longer bound to sin we're free from it in christ jesus and he says, not only have you been set free from sin, you've become slaves of righteousness. People committed to to our master, and God is righteous in every way. He said, I'm speaking in human terms because of your natural limitations. In other words, he's using words that you and I can understand and that the people at the church at Rome could understand. He said, for just as you once presented your members as slaves to impurity and to lawlessness, leading to more lawlessness, in other words, once you used to give yourself, your hands, your eyes, your mind, your thoughts, your words, your very life to the impurity of sin, which just led to more sin, so now, in light of your new birth, in light of your being committed to the Lord Jesus Christ, present those same things, that same body renewed as slaves to righteousness leading to sanctification. All of our lives from the moment we're born again, let me back up, from the moment we're born in our physical body, we have all the components. We we have hands and eyes and Lord willing and toes and all those things, but they're not fully developed when we're first born. They're all there, but they have to grow. Spiritually, in a similar way, we we are to be slaves to righteousness, which leads to sanctification. as As we seek after the Lord Jesus Christ, he continues to reform and shape and mold us into the people he, ca- he called us to be and is calling us to be. It's a lifelong process, and nobody is fully uh, transformed as long as we're in these robes of flesh, these bodies, our body of sin. Then in verse 20, he says, for when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. Hey, when when you were following the ways of the world, you weren't burdened by any thoughts about that. You were just happy and free to to chase that that sin, but it never satisfied because we were not created for that life. We were created in God's image to be in a relationship with God. And so that that just didn't work out for us, and it wasn't ever going to work out for us. We would never have the peace and the joy that God intended us to have, the internal peace and joy that has nothing to do with our outward circumstances and everything to do with being rightly related to God by being in Christ Jesus, by being born again. He said, but what fruit were you getting at that time from the things of which you are now ashamed? We weren't getting any good fruit, were we? We were not getting the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And so he's just pointing out that, that our old way didn't produce anything good. In fact, he states plainly, the end of those things in our old way is death. He said, but now you have been set free. But now in Christ Jesus, you have been set free from sin. We're no longer under sin's control. And we have become slaves of God. Does that really picture your life? Are you a slave of God? Do you move at your master's will? That's what a slave does. And we're called to be slaves. Paul said he was a doula servant. That is a slave who's committed are, are we truly following after God in that way that we, we follow his decisions and not ours? He said in that, in, in following after Christ, the fruit we get leads to sanctification and its end, eternal life. The end of that life, not because it's earned, not because you've done something to to receive that, but just at the end of that life, when that life is over— then we are reunited fully with God. But even while this physical life is going on, we're, we're enjoying the benefits of eternal life right now. It's not something that happens when we die. When, when we die, we will be with the Lord, but now... We're enjoying that now, and that sanctification, that process of making us over is going on right now. So then he draws a sharp contrast between these two ways of living. He said, on the one hand, the wages, the result of sin is death. On the other hand, the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Not that it will be, not that it might be, but he says it is the free gift of God. God has given us eternal life. We simply receive it. We add nothing to what Jesus did. Jesus lived the life that we didn't, sinless. He died the death that we deserve to pay for my sin and your sin, pay those in full. And that is a free gift from God that we received as a gift, and we receive it simply by putting our trust, our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and in his finished work. So he says, on one hand, the wages of of the old way is death, eternal separation from God. On the other hand, God is giving us this gift of eternal life, but it's found only in Christ Jesus our Lord. Praise God. God bless you. Lord willing, next time we will pick up with Romans chapter 7. Praise be to God. Amen.